Hello and welcome to another episode of the Slovenian Football Podcast. Um, as always, I'm Richard Wilson. I apologise in advance um, as I do have a bit of a sore throat. Um, so, yeah, um, this may be a, a shorter one than usual and may also be a coffier one than usual. Um, we obviously, uh, last episode we have was three weeks ago, which uh, says a lot about how my schedule has been since then. But since then, we've had a couple of uh, league rounds and, crucially, also the Nations League and the ramifications that has for the Euro 2024 uh, qualification odds. So let's start off with the Nations League. Uh, And all in all, it's been a very productive week. Uh, also for Slovenia. Now, um, they came into it with two games remaining, uh, needing to get results really in both to remain in Group B, uh, and they managed it. Um, firstly, uh, with a impressive win at Stasiči <laughs> over Norway. Um, where Yanobak was put in a very good performance, even if um, there was the obligatory goal from Erlingbrad Haaland. Um, but Sweeney were able to come back from that with goals from Andrew Spora and uh, Benjamin Sesco to be able to take a win there, uh, which meant they just needed any sort of result from uh, an away trip to Sweden. And they got it. Um, you will no doubt have seen the wonder goal from uh, Benjamin Sheshko, um to get Slovenia's goal in that particular game. Long ball over the top. And it's a left-footed sort of Van Basken-esque strike um, that put Slovenia in front there. Now, while... Um, Sweden did manage to make things level uh, through Emil Forsberg. Uh, and it's really worth saying that was a really bad goal to concede. Um, it remained one all, which keeps Slovenia in Group B for the next set of Nations League fixtures. Um, and obviously, gives they, they are the top third place side, which... Um, means, obviously, it depends on how everyone else goes in Euro 2024 qualifying. It, you know, means they're not that far away from um, a playoff spot automatically uh, through their Nations League qualification. Um, When it comes to the ramifications for Euro 2024 qualifying, what that means is Slovenia are straight in at pot three, um, alongside Ukraine, Iceland, Norway, Ireland, Albania, Montenegro, Romania, Sweden, and Armenia, um, which we obviously very much depends on um, what the draw comes out, and that is on the 9th of October. Um, the is certainly uh, a draw with more pitfalls in pot two than usual. Um, Specifically, that France and England are both pot two sides because of their um, poorer performances in the Nations League, whereas um, Hungary, Switzerland, Poland, all pot one. Um, in spite of them sort of being traditionally weaker, I think it's fair to say. Um, now, obviously, the other thing coming out of this past week is 
that we don't really know whether Matias Czech will be staying on as manager. Um, there was a heavy rumour that um, he would be uh, potentially taking a job at Hajduk. Um, I think he sort of said that um, the temporary manager in charge there is going to be staying in charge until the World Cup. So, you know, it's certainly not potentially not imminent that uh, he will be leaving, but um, it would be very, very disappointing if he were to, um, purely from a perspective that um, you know, obviously has Slovenia as, as a competitive side, but also you have uh, Benjamin Szczesko, um coming through as, you know, really potentially a Haaland-esque talent uh, in terms of his production. He's really, really settled into the national side now I mean, it has taken him 15 appearances but um you know as a 19 year old you you get away with that um so we'll certainly see what happens there um like i said i do think it would be a pity were he to go now purely because i think that um the squads on the brink of something um they do have two games uh left this year um friendly against Soviet, uh, against romania and friendly against Montenegro in the pre-World Cup bunch of friendlies. But yes, we shall see. Now, um, at um, lower levels, I say lower levels, at youth levels, um, there also been some interesting performances to note. Um, specifically that of a, a, a Yakukubepo Potochnik. Now, um, with the under-19s, he's currently on um, eight goals in his last eight appearances. And it's something that's pulling attention. Um, while he's not on the Guardian's top 60 list, um, that's kind of an arbitrary list uh, anyway, so I won't be too um, worried about that. Um, they sort of just go around and ask whatever favourite journalists they have at any particular time who they think. But yes, Jakeku uh, Potoshnik, uh, do keep an eye out for that name. He is uh, in the youth side of Kern, um, having them picked him up from Olympia. Um, but yes, we will see with that. Um, when it comes to league matters, um, obviously one very big um, thing hanging over, which is the future of Josip Ilicic. Now, Ilicic uh, obviously left Atalanta at the end of the transfer window and hasn't picked a new club up yet. He has been heavily linked to Maribor, um, and it is a rumour that's not <laughs> been denied by his representatives. But um, is one that hasn't crystallised into an actual deal as yet. Definitely something to keep an eye on as we go on through um, the rest of this autumn. I will keep the rest of it fairly brief because as you can tell, my voice is failing me a bit. Um, so we have full uh, range of league fixtures this weekend, which is Domsal Mura, Olympia hosting Dabo Susana, Copair hosting Bravo, Garicha hosting Maribor, Celier hosting Radomie. Now, um, 
I think really probably the main thoughts that sort of came from the um, September spell of games has very much been that um, Copair, sorry, that Celia uh, are the second side um, as things stand. So we had two uh, rounds of league fixtures since our last episode. Um, and in those, it was two wins for Celia, beating Olympia 4 3, then beating Donzal 2 1. And it's fair to point out with that Donzal game, they went down um, the one was after two minutes, um, and then they had to play the last 30 minutes with 10 men as well, and managing to get a goal back in that time. And then Domzal had Janice Pisek sent off. Um, and then you had a clutch late goal from Vasily Janicic um, to get the win for them. And that's not the first time Janicic has sort of come in clutch for them um, since joining the club in January. Um, see, so they the, they lead the chasing pack, and it's closely followed by Copair. Um, Copair, obviously, I think their big thing is they no longer have Kai in Paris at the club. Um, in terms of a replacement, they brought in Rudy Pozzi Vancas. Um, now, RPV had left Maribor for Chernomorets Odessa in January, um, and then two weeks later was fleeing the country uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so it will be interesting to see um, how he readapts to Slovenian football. I think it certainly will be better because um, Zelkovic is more his manager. He will more be the centre of things, whereas at Maribor, he was always only ever really a bit part, it felt like, um, and was being asked to do things he wasn't entirely comfortable with. Um, but we will obviously see with that as we go. Uh, as for Maribor, they are four points behind Copair, uh, sat in fourth at the moment. So they do still have some catching up to do, but under Damien Kuzh now, um, they are um, doing fairly well, unbeaten in their last five. Um, it's only them and Selly who are that. Um, Murasit just behind them. Uh, and then Domzal. Um, Bravo have sort of come to life a bit um, over those September game weeks, um, being able to, uh, I mean, firstly score goals, um, but get a uh, result. Uh, so they lost to Maribor, but 1-0 very tight game, um, and then were able to beat Garicha, and they did that with ease. Um, they were able to watch all of that game, and yeah. Garicha weren't really that competitive in it. Um, when it comes to, as we mentioned, Garicha, we'll mention them again. Garicha and Tabosazana, the two at the bottom. Radomir have fallen there as well, but I think it's probably fair to throw in some caveats with um, Radomir. Specifically that their last game against Maribor, um, they had early red cards, which really impacted things. Um, and they've had a couple of injury issues as well. Um, with Garicha and Tavo Sazana at the bottom, um, they're the hair on merit. Um, I think with Garicha, what we've seen so far is that they have a level of goal scoring that isn't necessarily that sustainable based on the form lines. With Tavo Sazana, it is that they are just a squad of, entire, of absolute randoms, um, to be quite honest. Um, I will leave it there. 
Um, I did want just to make sure I got an episode in, but yes, my voice really isn't um, isn't liking this, so my apologies. Um, I have tried to make sure I've pressed the cough button, um, so hopefully it's not got any of that. Um, I will um, obviously come back with a proper episode when I'm feeling a little bit better, um, which won't be difficult, I promise you. Um, so otherwise, please, if you uh, did enjoy this, um, which would be weird given it's just a horseman talking nonsense um then please do follow me on social media at hyfprw uh sharing is caring let people know about the podcast um or, or leave a review on your chosen podcast service otherwise enjoy your football this weekend i will catch you next time with a clearer voice